welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science, technology, and engineering. Not only will you get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives, and we often don't realize it. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to Samantha McGowan, an electrical and electronics engineer. I'm Sam McGowan and I I have just finished my degree apprenticeship in electrical and electronic engineering and I work in the emergency power sector, um, making battery backup systems and backup generators um, for critical organizations and businesses and ensuring they have continuous power all the time. Wow, so that's some profession you've got going on there. Um, How did you choose something so specialist for you? Um, The truth is it was more of a happy accident. So I started a higher apprenticeship at 18 and basically at 18, I'd done my A-levels and I'd done, I was doing well in them and I was predicting good grades, but I really hated the full-time academic life. It really wasn't for me. I didn't like revising or exams or anything like that. And I was sort of ready to be in the world of work. I felt like that's the next step I wanted to do. And the subjects that I'd enjoyed at school was maths in particular. Um, And that was like, that's my sort of specialist, nerdy sort of, I like maths. So it sort of um, came of, I live in rural North Yorkshire. So what can I do that isn't a traditional degree route that will incorporate maths. So engineering is pretty big around here. Um, I live near Scarborough and there's a surprising number of engineering companies that are based in Scarborough. So I talked to several and um, yeah, uh, Dale Power Solutions, which is the company I work for, offered this brilliant rotational apprenticeship scheme where you can work in all the different departments for like six months to a year And then sort of when you find one that suits you, you can like settle down into that or essentially choose the department you work in. And so I was like, I'm a teenager. I don't really know a lot about the world of work. Engineering isn't really explained very well to people. You don't really know what it is. Um, So I picked that apprenticeship so I could try different things and I was like, oh, worst case scenario, I'll just move into business or something or I'll go do a maths degree if it all fails. And then, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it and, um, yeah, have worked in various roles. But, um, no, it's just really it excited me once I started doing stuff and started interacting with customers and different people in the business. You know, we live in a world where many of us are really pushed into academia because there's this huge fear that without a degree um, or higher qualifications that we're not going to get good jobs at the end of it. Um, Were you ever subjected to that sort of expectation or pressure? And if so, how 
did you go against the grain? So, yes, definitely was subjected to that pressure because something that I'm quite passionate about trying to change, if possible, is the fact that schools are marked on success rate of students via how many of them go to university. And no matter how good an apprenticeship is and whether you get a degree at the apprenticeship, from the school's Ofsted figures, that's not deemed as a success for them. So there's obviously that angle that the school were very passionate about. I also, I hate sounding like I'm bragging, but I did do well. Like I got A star, A and B at A level. Um, Oh, wow. So, and they'd put me up for, I'd got into like Cambridge summer schools and stuff like that, that the school had put me up for and things. So the concept to them of me not wanting to go to university was like, what? But the, the truth was that doing my A-levels had a massive effect on my mental health and I was not in a position mentally <laughs> to, to face another three years where I felt that my future was being determined by a letter or number at the end of each year on a piece of paper. And I hated that concept because if I did fail and it sounded so stupid to the school because I was good at exams, like I did well, like why would I worry about failing? But to me, it's like, oh my goodness, if I did fail, it's like the end of everything. I won't get a good job. So I knew mentally that was the main thing that made me kick against the grain was that I didn't want to ruin my mental health anymore. I wanted to get into work. My sister had got a apprenticeship at 16 um, and she's a year younger than me. So she'd gone through this process first. And so through her, I'd seen, oh no, it's not just the people who can't get into uni that do apprenticeships. Like there's actually good opportunities. And I saw how she was more supported and encouraged by people around her. And if you make a mistake, you can explain it in the world of work. Whereas if you make a mistake in an exam, you can't go, oh, but I thought this and, and they don't they don't accept that. So that was why I decided to do that. And eventually um, when the school invited um, different places in for careers fairs and both me and my sister went to back to our old school to sort of talk about what we did um, they suddenly realized and thankfully they've had a big change of approach as to how they tackle future students who don't want to go to university so well that is so encouraging to think that you've made a change in perspectives on apprenticeships um, You know, I've talked to a few apprentices recently and I just can't get over how smart you guys are because, you know, you're thinking about your futures. And I, when I put myself um, in your shoes at that age, I just wasn't thinking so far ahead. And it's so smart to kind of connect the dot that says university is there so that we can get good jobs. You know, I just never made that connection. I was all about getting those grades. Um, And I never once thought about the application of what I was learning uh, to the world of work. And it's just so forward thinking of you. Um, So tell me about your apprenticeship. Like what's the actual structure? You know, what are the actual logistics? Um, So... 
I got my apprenticeship by I submitted my CV which was I look back on it now and it's very funny to think about the things that were on there I'd done no work before I'd never even had a paper round so it was made up of like DIY that I'd done with my parents and things like that and um, uh, we talked to a college where you go for your day release training um, and they'd submitted my CV around all these different companies and then you sort of go and interview-ish, not really interview. Um, I think a lot of places that take on apprenticeship, apprentices are, are used to the fact that they've got this like 16 to 18 year old group that have never interviewed for anything, are really shy, terrified because that schools don't really want you to be doing this route. Um, so they sort of, I went on a few tours of the workplaces and they were more like discussions with um, whoever would look after apprentices. And so I chose my one at Dales. Um, just, yeah, because they were really nice. And they had, they also, I have to say a big impact was that they had other female engineering apprentices there. Um, there, very, there aren't very many at all, but for some reason, Dale Power Solutions, maybe it was like a chain effect. They'd had one um, and then that, that brought on another couple. And so that made me feel more secure. But yes, yeah, so when I started, they put me, we have different areas of the business. So we have a factory that builds our products. We have a test department, design um, and different things like that. So I started off in the factory building the kit which was great because I was very shy very nervous and it's just sort of a more relaxed environment all the guys in the factory were there to like support you and you just sort of like learn how to deal with a nine to five or an eight to five working week which is so much more intense than school where you're doing nine till three I was so tired on like my first two months of work um so they sort of that's really helps. And then I moved into test after about nine months and worked on that, you, learning how to work with live electricity and learning more about what the products actually do, because you just sort of build them, learn how to work and get into the routine. And so then I learned more about the products. And then when I'd finished working in test, I went into design and then learn even more in more detail about what customers are looking for and I did electrical drawings and mechanical um, layouts and things like that and then that was at a point this was sort of at the three-year mark I was like decide trying to work out what I wanted to do and so someone suggested I tried um, a thing called applications which is like a cross between design and sales so I talked to the customers ask them what they're looking for and then help curate them a um, sort of setup, a system that they might be interested in buying. And then I'll cost all that up and write all the specs and stuff for them. Um, and so I moved into that and have that's where I'm staying and where I'm very happy, but I've done it in all of our different products. So the last few years just sort of been moving about and um, working with different people but it's so nice because you, you work with loads of different um, managers loads of different people and it makes you very unique in a business because you tend to get 
a lot of us and them in a business or it's like oh we're factory workers we don't like those office people well I'm one of them because I worked with them for a year and a half and I'm also one of the office people and it's like you can interact and understand what everyone in the business does which is very rare in in a company is understanding everyone's different jobs and how the business works as a whole so yeah that's so incredible I mean, it really brings engineering to life. Um, it's so hands-on. Um, how does academia come into it or does it? Yes. So with an apprenticeship, you spend four out of five days of your working week at work doing your job or learning to do your job. And then one day a week, they pay for you to go to a training provider, college, university. So because I'd done my A-levels and they were in the right subjects and I'd done well in them, I started on a higher apprenticeship, which is sort of like the equivalent of a foundation year and like the first year of university sort of thing. Um, It's sort of like an in-between level. Um, between A-levels and a degree so I'd started on that and I did yeah one day a week at college um, and it's sort of very practical and assignment based and it's just sort of like being in school for one day a week but there wasn't any exams or anything so different apprenticeships are different like depending on what you do some will have exams in and some won't Um, and then when I'd finished that um, there's like a university campus at Scarborough that had just started doing a engineering degree apprenticeship and they'd offered it as a top up. So because I'd done the hire, they said, oh, you only need to do two years here to top it up to a full degree. And so I decided that I could manage two years. University was still a pretty scary concept to me at the time because it was like, no, 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 I don't. I don't do exams. I don't I don't like it you know it's fine but I was like two years I can manage two years um so yeah I decided to do that and then the pandemic hit so we ended up doing it all from home and online which is a completely new experience but yes that was one day a week it's intense I would never say that apprenticeships are like what everyone should do and they're definitely not the easy route like I don't I didn't pay for any of my university and I got paid whilst I'm at university and that's fantastic. It's allowed me to buy my own house by myself, you know, at 23, I bought this place. So it's like, that's like the massive plus, but I was doing a week's worth of lectures every Wednesday. So it was like eight or six solid lectures at university plus university is not you don't get a degree by just going to lectures you kind of have to do like work outside so my evenings and weekends would get taken over for you know the the eight week blocks that each module would be um so it's very intense plus you're doing your job and by this point I'd worked at the company long enough that I'm I'm an active person in the business like I can't say oh I need time off work to do my degree although they were very kind when it came to the dissertation and they allowed me a little bit of extra time during work hours to try and write that and submit that it's very it's very full-on um so you know something what I've really um observed about all apprentices is just the level of maturity 
Um, because I think you're juggling so much that it really makes you grow up very fast. Yeah, definitely. I think, but I think being in the workplace as well, and you're yeah. surrounded by all these people who have their own cars and a manager, you also you get money. And this is something that like, when you first start, you're like, yes, I'm going to go on all these amazing holidays. And then you realize that, especially because I was living at home for the first five years or whatever, like, I can't, I can go on as many holidays as I want, and I'm not going to spend all my wages, like, what am I going to spend this money on? I've suddenly got this responsibility. My first wage packet was more money than I'd ever earned in my entire life added together. <laughs> like, um, so you suddenly have like, oh, well, what do I want to do with it? Like, you kind of need a bit of, you get a bit of responsibility. It's like, do I want a car? Do I want to put a house deposit together? Do I want, what do I want to do? And yeah, I think because you're mixing with other people who have their own houses and families and, you know, other things that it makes you start thinking about it. Um, yeah, because all my friends who went to university are like shocked that I own my own property but all of my apprentice friends I was the last one to get a house like I was pretty slow on the on the the house train so it's it's two completely different worlds really oh it's just so impressive and so cool um tell me more about what you're doing in the energy sector then so as a business we specialize in backup power so um we make backup generators, which most people understand what a generator is, you know, a big engine that burns diesel to make electricity, but they take time to switch on. So in a power cut, if you're in um, somewhere that handles data, that time between the power going off in a power cut and a diesel generator starting up is critical you can get people swooping in and stealing data and massive security problems or massive computer glitches so we also make um, UPS systems uninterruptible power supplies and they're battery backup and they are designed to bring the power back within a millionth of a second so we make them yeah so we do a lot for data centers hospitals are a big customer because if the power goes off in a hospital it's pretty disastrous but then also like there's I like to think there's like a hidden world of ed for engineers um there's a lot of stuff that not like you don't think about as a normal person um so we do a lot for national grid network rail um northern power grid western power you know all the big power places with which you know give you electricity, but you don't think, oh, they need emergency power to do shutdown protocols and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different areas and you end up in a lot of dusty basements in the middle of cities, like <laughs> measuring rooms going, okay, if we knock down this wall, can we bring the generator in this way? And if we take the roof off, how do we lower the kit in and stuff like that? So it's, it's sort of like a hidden underground world of emergency power. Wow. Like, what is your typical week like at work? Most of the days you, you'd spend um, at your desk, like, curating solutions. But probably once or twice a week, we go out on site visits. So for customers, 
who are like say we're really interested in getting a new generator um for our bank say so we'd go out we drive out visit them talk to them and then go measure up because you have to a lot of people a lot of customers also don't they're not technical they don't understand what they already have so you have to like go and talk to them and look at their old kit and sometimes you're looking at stuff that's like from 1980 trying to dust off the the information pulling out the drawings that are sort of all water stained and torn and work out what they've already got and go okay this is what we can provide you to replace this stuff do you want it to be bigger than what you've already got do you need it to be smaller um so lots of measuring up lots of taking photos and then all that information comes back and then we will do a like a room layout we'll draw it up on CAD software um work it out talk with the design experts um and also the install guys and especially with generators because they're massive (laughs) they're so big and it's like working out okay how do we get this into their basement can we use their the ramp in the underground car park are we removing walls and doors are we like how are we going to get this kit in because also a lot of stuff that was built like 20 30 40 years ago the rooms were built around the equipment so it's also a case of how do you get the old stuff out and get the new stuff in so there's a lot of logistics with that um, and sort of yeah working it all out before you've even given them a quote before they even know how much it's going to cost there's a lot of design that goes into that so that the site visits would normally be like maybe one day a week and then you're figuring everything out putting together your proposal and talking with the customers and and things like that so do you have to sort of like put ppe on and yes like a stereotypical engineer yes very much so and different customers have different rules on what you have to wear um so a lot of normal a lot of um office-based Uh, site visits um you can just wear your normal clothes it's fine but national grid have their own like ppe collection um because if you're in a substation you're walking about the substation and there's a reason why you get all those like danger of death signs on the on the substation and people of the public aren't allowed in and that's because electricity can jump so you're walking underneath all these giant buzz bars so you have to wear um like anti-flash clothes, so stuff that won't conduct, so um, just in case anything happens, um, overalls, high-vis, steel toe cap boots, helmet, glasses, gloves. Um, one thing that is something that as a female engineer you just have to get over is that female PPE is not very good and doesn't exist a lot um so you are in men's smalls small (laughs) sizes and I'm I'm a pretty average height woman but I'm pretty short for a guy so (laughs) you do look like you're drowning (laughs) in the PPE um and yeah I sew as a hobby so I have made alterations that I'm not turning up the trousers all the time and yeah, but you do have to, you have to get over that you look a bit ridiculous. 
I say a bit, very ridiculous, completely stupid, walking around as a Michelin man swamped in your overalls that are never, ever going to fit you. But, you know, things might change. But, yeah. So how has it been being a woman in what is unavoidably right now a male-dominated world? Um, So when I started at Dales, it didn't bother me at all. Um, Doing maths and physics at A-level, I was used to being, I was the only girl in my physics class and I was one of two or three in my maths class. Um, So I expected it. And like I said, I picked Dales because they had other um, female apprentices my age. There was a couple in engineering, but they also took on people in like accounts and um, the more business side had other girls my age and um, I maybe because these other girls had gone through it before me like everyone who I worked with was so lovely um, and really really nice um, and yeah they just they just treat you yeah as one of the lads but sort of they look after you and make sure you're okay so that was fine It was when I started going out on site visits and interacting with customers um, or not necessarily the customer who was making the the financial decision, but the technicians on site that would be showing you the stuff that we then encountered like a few situations. But it's never been that bad. Um, It's always interesting because I always as an apprentice went on these visits with someone from work um whoever I was working with or my boss and they'd be like oh I don't really think this like sexism's really relevant anymore and they, they just meant it in a nice way because they'd never encountered it themselves and then you go on site and you get the comments about like oh this place we could do with a tidying up you'd be great at that and I they they wouldn't talk if it at me even if it was my job and I was introduced as no this is Sam she's the technical expert for this project they talk to my boss or they'd be like oh I see you brought your secretary then um and things like that and like they're not very insulting so I'm not really that bothered but it's interesting from my boss or whoever I'm with's perspective because they always get very defensive (laughs) um and they're like afterwards oh I'm so sorry that he said that to you and things so you know it's I think it's uh, I find it fine because I'm not very easily offended and I think it educates other people who I go out with that it's still a thing. I really must commend um, your strength of character because there's a real sense of knowing what's good for you um, and a real confidence about you that's very um, it's very like inner confidence um it's not showy it's just a really true sense of you wanting to apply your interests and your talents and your skills and it's so inspiring to hear you talk about just your approach uh to being female in a very male-dominated world and I also must say that the company you're working for just sounds so incredible like so supportive and lovely yeah, they're very, very supportive. Um, they've had, yeah, quite a large group of apprentices come through over the years. So I think they know what they're dealing with, with teenagers who are bucking the trend. Um, and you you are quite vulnerable because you, 
you are doubting yourself constantly, especially in the early years, because all your friends will go off to university. And that is the massive downside. Yeah, I have a degree, but I never lived the uni life. I never went out clubbing or partying or, you know, got the same sort of freedom. Um, like they all moved out and went to live in student houses and stuff. I was still living with mum and dad in a Yorkshire village like and going to work and didn't get the same holidays as they did and you know it makes it hard because also a lot of your friends will move to different universities that are further away for the adventure so you sort of are isolating yourself from a lot of the friends of your own age so I think work understood that because they've had quite so many and so there's like a really nice apprentice community and yeah they were just really supportive and really really nice but from the confidence thing I think I'm just very lucky my parents um are just amazing neither of them went to university but they're very hands-on practical people my mum built my dad's garage learning to bricklay off the next door neighbor sort of thing so <laughs> they've never made any of us uh, kids feel like we couldn't not do something mm. if we wanted to um they were they were always very keen on us to have maybe realistic job ideas but they were always very supportive and and would support us down any route that we wanted to go down. So I never felt that as a woman, I wouldn't be able to do the hands-on stuff because I'd got such a good role model with my mum and dad. So yeah, it didn't really bother me that much. Um, So, and I knew I could do the maths. Like that was the thing I was confident in. Um, it, It was something I started tutoring people with maths um very quickly after doing and starting my apprenticeship and yeah it was something that I was confident in so I knew I had the abilities and because work was so nice and so supportive it meant it just sort of helped you grow in confidence really and maybe that's also to do with the maturity as well why apprentices come across quite mature because we've just got that environment of like um, constant support or encouragement or even correction like no you need to change this or you know I think that's something that the workplace really works well in and people love teaching you stuff um, you know if anyone comes up to you and says oh I'd really love you to help me with this of course you're going to be flattered so everyone at work who you as an apprentice are like oh I'm, I'm really stuck I don't understand could you please help me with this They're like, yes of course I'll just ignore what I need to do and help you because <laughs> you know makes you feel good so yeah oh it's so it's so wonderful um listening to your experiences because I I personally had the academic route um and so, you know, I had the university life. And even though uh, it sounds like you're just having to take on so much so early in your life, like it, it really prepares you. Like it's kind of like you jump in the deep end um, because university graduates still have to go through what you went through, but they just kind of delay it. So it's kind of good that you get it all out of the way early on. Um, 
And so you end up just having a massive head start, even though it doesn't feel like that for the first few years. So well done you. Um, let me look at my questions. What would you say is ultimately most rewarding about the career path you've chosen? Oh, that's, that's a challenging one. Um, I think for me, it's the problem solving aspect. Like I'm someone whose brain likes to be kept working and it's not a mundane job there's you're not really doing the same thing over and over again every time a customer comes in with an an inquiry an email that's like oh we're looking to replace this kit it's always something completely new and they always send really random pieces of documentation that you have to work out you have to read through it and be like what do they mean what do they actually want and try and puzzle it together and then come up with a solution. So I think it's the fact that every job is a new puzzle. And it's the same in most of the departments I've worked in, in design. Again, it's like, because we specialize in bespoke kit. Um, one person I worked with said, we do the stuff that nobody else can be bothered to do because it's so annoying. So it's like every time you need to design something new, it's different and you have to really think about it and start from scratch um so I think the yeah the puzzling the problem solving is what I find rewarding um I also like that it's an important industry that you're making a difference like every time we do a rush we need to get this out for the hospital because their kit's down it's like no we've helped do something important that they needed to do so that's good yeah you really are a mathematician through and through. The fact that you've now got a job where you're puzzling, problem solving, I mean, that just has maths all over it. Um, but what would you say to any youngsters that are reading your profile and thinking, wow, um, I want to be like her when I grow up, but I'm not good at maths? Like, what would you say to encourage them into an engineering career? Um, I'd say go for it because engineering is not one category. There are so many different areas of engineering. I thought it was. I too thought engineers were maybe people who fixed cars until I started looking into it more when I didn't want to go to university. But it's, do you want to do mechanical, electrical, civil, material um, there's so many different areas and there's so many different jobs like we have a lot of apprentices at work not we're all of varying academic abilities like yes I was good at academia but not everyone was but we're all still doing very rewarding or technically demanding jobs um, it's just that different ones suit different people um, I would also say that I'm very passionate about apprenticeships and I talk a lot promoting them because I don't think they get enough like airspace it's drastically improved in the last five years like massively but they're not for everyone like um I think if you haven't made up your mind what you want to do then I think university is brilliant like it gives you an extra three years of structured education to figure it out or yeah to, as to what you want to do 
Um, but equally, if you don't, then apprenticeships are a great route for people who are academically gifted, not academically gifted. If you're good with your hands, like there's so many like building, construction, installing jobs that we do as a business that, yeah, there's people who flunk their maths a load of times, but they're they're the best people to test our equipment. Like they're the ones that that you're like, oh no, we want this person because they're the best at their job. You don't have to be, yeah, academically gifted. I also, the, the number of like autistic and dyslexic people in our business, I think everyone's brains work differently and you need like that diverse range of thinking to make engineering work. So if we were all me, and thinking about it mathematically, then it would be very boring or nobody would want to buy it because it wouldn't be like very interesting to sell um, or it wouldn't be very well built. You know, you need everyone to approach things differently to make the best business and the best products and engineer the best solutions. So what is the definition of an engineer for you? An engineer is someone who, oh, that's a really hard question, um, is someone who solves problems, um, who designs, builds, maintains, looks after things that we use every day um, or things that we need in our life. So. Yeah, it's really hard to put a label on it. So um, important because if you as an engineer can define it, it means that people that don't know anything about engineering can try and figure out whether it's for them. Everything in the world is has been engineered. So anything that is a product that you can touch that has been made, man-made, has been engineered. So an engineer is anyone who has been involved in the concept, design, build, test, installation of anything, of any of those things. So that's why I'm like, engineering is not one topic. How can you like put one label on all of those different jobs? So that's that's what engineering is. Um, and final question, um, for any young girls who just, you know, see you and just think, yeah, but, you know, I'm not, not really kind of good at maths or um, there's just too many men in the industry. Like, what advice would you give any young girls that, will kind of just boost them and, and kind of just take that extra step um, into engineering? There are never going to be more women in the industry unless they decide to do it, unless they decide to give it a go. And men aren't actually that scary. <laughs> um, most of them, from my experience, have been very lovely. And engineers, especially pe technical people, they they appreciate brains, they appreciate things you can contribute, 
Like if they have any misconceived ideas about you going into it, as soon as you solve a problem, as soon as you do something in your job, then they're like, oh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, no, you're different. We like you or whatever. And like I said, I chose Dale Power Solutions because there was three other girls <laughs> in the business. So no, no women are going to be engineers unless someone makes that decision as to whether you're good at maths or not. That doesn't matter. Like it's a very diverse industry. And at the end of the day, if you give it a go and don't like it, you can just change your mind. You can do something different. Like I could back out at any point and go and get a student loan and do a degree traditionally and something completely different. So it's not a decision that you're making for the rest of your life. It's something that you're giving a try. And if you don't like it, that's fine. If you do like it, brilliant. You've discovered what you like. But nothing's ever going to change unless someone decides to be the first person. Well, Samantha, you're utterly inspiring. Um, I just find you awesome. Thank you so much for for being a real light, leading the way um, for apprenticeships, for engineering, for being like a completely badass human being. Um, well done on all the hard work you've put in to get to this point and good luck with the development of your career it just sounds so exciting thank you but I'd I get all embarrassed I wouldn't call myself inspiring I'm a normal person who went to a very normal school who didn't really know she existed and then just decided to do something a bit different so it's yeah anyone can do that <laughs> thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can the more ratings and reviews then the more interest from those trusty algorithms which could help to increase the reach of this show and you can watch the video recording of this conversation on youtube on my new series called esteemed it's all about self-discovery self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving, and I wish you all a great week. <laughs>